0: you've got mail hey folks welcome to another edition of tech stream it's just like riding a bike we're in 2023 mode and uh, no more happy new years in my life it's just calm smooth sailing i'm seth everett he is shelly palmer shelly just got back he literally Hasn't taken his jacket off after coming in the house. He's just back from CES in Las Vegas. And I want to make sure that all of his opinions are fresh and 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 he doesn't get soured on the thing. He literally just got back. Shelly, how was the trip? Tell me about the flight. Forget CES. Just tell me about the flight.
1: You know, I, I'm a spoiled brat. So I definitely had an awesome flight uh, because it was set up to be an awesome flight. So yeah, Delta Airlines... <laughs> does their job they are an extraordinary organization I'm just picturing
0: you like in that seinfeld episode like eating ice cream
1: while joey's in the back <laughs> oh please we don't do that too. yes we do no we don't yes we do, no, we do. No, it, was, it was it was awesome actually everybody flew on on different planes the plane back was filled with people leaving ces lots and lots of my friends so the show was supposed to happen, you know, from Thursday through Sunday, but I was on a Saturday airplane and everybody else was too. So I don't know how long the show actually went, but it was great. Uh, it was fun to be back in Las Vegas in person with living human beings that were breathing and not be on Zoom because, you know, Zoom is great, but there's nothing yeah, but quite the, like the
0: But the, there's a human element that's just better
1: going out to dinner with friends and seeing people at cocktail parties and waking up and doing breakfast. The whole thing was just, sure. it was wonderful to be back in the world. I can't tell you there was a breakout thing at CES that got my attention. There wasn't a single technology that was the bright, shiny object that everybody wants to talk about. Um, if you're into cars, BMW had a car that changed colors last year. They had a car that would had a black and white, set of color changes Changes colors yeah they basically is it like
0: a switch or like does it do it based on the temperature
1: it's programmable so you can make the car into whatever you want to make the car into very clever if you know that's your thing next levels of autonomy next levels of ev or electric electric vehicle strategies were on display mercedes was trying to talk about um Their entertainment system and how they were integrating it as as we get in their car entertainment system. Yeah, because as you get into cars that go there's five levels I babbling here there are five levels of autonomy level one you're driving the car level five the car is driving itself and there are gradations in between 234. So what people are at right now and then it has is... super
0: pursuit mode like kithead
1: <laughs> level two level 2.5 is heavy driver assist and level three the car under certain circumstances can drive itself what are those certain circumstances it doesn't depend who do you ask it depends on the car's capabilities um, mostly cars are somewhere between level two and level four the level four cars which are look like cars to you and me meaning that it would have a steering wheel it would have a gas pedal and brakes that's you know so you could take over manually if you had to yeah, yeah, yeah. level five theoretically wouldn't need a steering wheel wouldn't need a gas pedal or brakes because you wouldn't no, because you need both it. hands to hold your booze uh basically and that so everyone's thinking about entertainment systems and what that's going to be later can if you know. were truly in a self-driving mode or a fully autonomous mode, even in a car that only could provide that in limited circumstances. For example, if there were sensors in the road or if it was a particularly sunny day and the lines, the traffic lines on the highway were very visible. Like there are conditions under which a level three car will drive itself. And you don't need to have your hands on the wheel or, you know, be Got aware it. or vigilant about the throttle and the brake. So anything
0: about what we've talked about, you know, I noticed over the, the, the week, since we last did our last podcast, I was running an errand. I was dropping my daughter off somewhere, and I ran into a grocery store, not a grocery store that I regularly go to. And there's these massively lit up charging stations. And I was like, hello, that's what I'm talking about. Was there anything at CES about that? Because of it. you could sell these ton. great EVs. But I'm telling you, I'm not jumping into an EV until I'm sure that there's going to be more charging stations.
1: So Mercedes and every other company there had their electric vehicle strategies. You had dozens of companies talking about what the grid's going to look like. Every kind of awesome. uh, service for uh, self-service charging, for charging in industrial environments. Some were induction chargers. What about battery swagging? There were battery swapping uh, schemas there. The thing is that they aren't all widely adopted, right? Everyone's got a slightly different take on this. Of course, that's capitalism. They're all vying to win the the race, whatever it's going to be, whether they're going to be swappable or induction charging or plug in, whether you're going to pay or you're not going to pay or you'll buy a subscription service or there'll be individual charges. Then, of course, as we've spoken about before, there were quite a few different discussions going on about. A short charge that gets you somewhere there and a longer charge that gets you all the way there. And what I mean by that is if you charge for five minutes and I give you 40% battery charge, would that be enough most of the time? 40% additional? Yeah, most battery. of the time. Yeah. And the answer is probably yes. I'd rather have a five minute charge that gets me 40 ish percent than a yeah. 40 minute charge that gets me to 80%, totally. right? Because just the way we all kind of drive, some people might feel differently. And so they're, there was a yeah, lot of commuters, people that. who
0: drive you know long distances, you know, that kind of thing,
1: right? So, there was a lot of that. Uh, the two big autonomous vehicles, and I do mean big, was the cat, uh, Caterpillar Cat 7, 7, 777 100 ton dump truck, was actually in the convention center. So, uh, it, the tire was about three feet. I always taller wonder how to me. Get, that, get them in. Oh, well, you know, I think they just drove in. But this is a fully autonomous vehicle. Basically, it's a robot and it, over two million driven miles. They use them mostly in you know, big strip mining or big industrial environments. But uh-huh. they have so much experience driving uh, by themselves. Really impressive. And then the other super impressive autonomous vehicle was at John Deere, which they're not usually at CS. I think this is their second or third year. Combines and tractors that are for all intents and purposes robots. And so, so you like farm- you could,
0: you could, you know, you could do what's the word? <laughs>
1: Sorry. You got guys sitting on their porch with an iPad farming a hundred thousand yeah. acres with combines. Yeah, like like robotic y- combines doing it's, all the corn. Yeah. It's, honestly, it's all it's really Star Wars like. When you think about the, you know, the moisture farmers, farmers yeah, on Tatooine, yeah, yeah. and you think to yourself, you know, what are those robots going out there farming Vaporators, moisture here? Yeah. These guys are doing, you know, this just literally sitting on the porch with an iPad. Watching the robots do the thing, it's pretty impressive. So I I think that any fears about the robots taking over the world, like Terminator, uh, you know what? It's CES. You don't hear that from anyone but the the uninitiated. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the big there was some talk about all of the generative AI tools and all of the pre trained transformers that we've been talking about, G- uh, Chat GPT, Dolly two, Mid Journey, Stable Diffusion, all the stuff from Open AI and all this stuff uh, that's it really been as it's been all in the news and it hasn't, uh, it wasn't lost on the people at CES. Can I make you
0: laugh real quick about chat GPT? Sure. Um, my wife, uh, saw a job listing that's some, you know, she's not actively looking, but she saw something on LinkedIn that was really impressive and she needed to get it done. And it was before the weekend. And she says to me, she said, can you ask chat GPT to uh, write a cover letter for me? (laughs) And I said, for real? Of course I will. And I, I had to do it twice. She used the second one. Like she, if she gets this job, chat GPT
1: Got literally wrote
0: her cover letter.
1: Continue. Yeah. that No, look, we're going to, we'll do many, many, many versions of, <laughs> of TechStream uh, all about chat prompting and how to properly use chat GPT and other Um, You know how how you'd have to prompt Stable Diffusion or Mid Journey to give you the output that you really want. That's going to be a skill that be in demand for a while. So it was it was sort of at CES. I do have my five things that I liked at CES, and I'll take you through them.
0: Yes, Uh, I
1: I had I mean look I saw the show. You know we we do these executive briefings and floor tours with our clients, so I got there Monday well before the show, opened, the show didn't open until Thursday. And of course, took my team and we walked around backstage. There's roughly 21, 2200 exhibitors. Wow. While we didn't see them all, we saw most of them and we knew what we were going to be looking for because many, many things, while they're not announced to the public at the show, they are announced embargoed to, to the trade beforehand. So we kind of knew what we were looking for, but, after the show opens, there's always a surprise or two. And usually it's fun to, to wait. And before you make your pronouncements about what is and what isn't, I think the overarching trend at CES this year, Seth, was partnerships. Mm. Very few companies, like 10 years ago, you go to CES, all the Sony stuff worked with Sony, but it wouldn't work with Samsung or anything else. All the Samsung stuff would work with Samsung. It wouldn't work with Sony and on and on and on. didn't matter. It didn't matter what company it was. If you had, you had a company you were not going to be letting other people, other organizations, LG wasn't going to work with Samsung. Right, right. Samsung wasn't going to work with Samsung. It just wasn't going to happen. These so are all different now. So that, that's different that now? Well, they are. Well, two things happened, right? A few years, yeah, well, no. I a few years back, uh, Jeff Bezos changed the world with Alexa voice services, right? So now everything had to be Alexa voice services compatible or Google compatible. So you could talk or Siri or whatever. So you had to be able to talk to it. And and that made everybody a little more interoperable. And uh, there were a bunch of alliances. Z-Wave is the one that won for smart home and smart things, right? So you could be part of the Z-Wave alliance and all the Z-Wave alliance stuff all worked together, the bulbs and the switches and the thermostats and what have you. But this year, there's a a new industry standard that everybody kind of signed on to together called Matter, M-A-T-T-E-R. And that was a big story because all of the things that were Matter compatible, Mm. now, okay, I can do smart home in a really easy way. I can do smart city, smart factory in, in a much more compelling way. And it's just easier and more convenient and so I, human beings do like the path of least resistance this was a big story at ces this idea of, and it wasn't just partnerships to through alliances we had partnerships everywhere sony put out a new car with a, a, an alliance called the sony honda something or other but it's it's a joint venture between sony and honda and i guess honda's going to make the drivetrain and sony's going to make the electronics and sensors but Everywhere you looked, somebody was partnering with somebody and touting the partnership, which is pretty impressive. Uh, or they were able to uh, demonstrate that they had a platform that would allow you to uh, create value with. So, for example, there's a company Withings, you know, the company uh, that had the digital scales. Withings, I don't sure. Know.
0: Yeah, the, that's my My Fitness Pal.
1: Yes, right. So, um, well, the, the, are they are they My Fitness Pal? Like they might be. Um, I use my oh, fitness pal every day. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I love my fitness pal. But I, no, no, they
0: do health mate, health mate. That's right. Yeah, uh, my uh, scale goes to them and it tells me that I need to go on. I'd but if really you good.
1: use my fitness pal, you can immediately, you can yep. easily connect because my withing scale shows up in my yep. progress in my fitness pal. That's why you had me confused for a second. It is health mate. Anyway, withings, they have a new thing called the U scan. And um, what it is, is a small sensor that goes in your toilet bowl and it'll stay charged for 90 days, and it takes a cartridge. And you use the bathroom, uh, number one, and it analyzes your urine. Now, it can tell, uh, you don't have to think about it after you put it in there, because it knows which family member is which. The cartridges last about 90 days. They do a bunch of tests. Rather than have urinalysis once a year at the doctor's office, this can be used for early detection. Now, they have three different cartridges that are available right now one is for nutrition and uh general health the other is for cycle tracking menstrual cycle tracking for women who are dealing with fertility issues and the other is a professional cartridge that uh has a um that they're uh using so that um medical professional medical organizations and doctors can program their own tests into these modules wow We've, now this is like if you think about it, the American healthcare system and many healthcare systems around the world are set up to cure you when you're sick. They're not really set up to prevent you from getting sick. Right but here. Uh, Withings is just one of the use scans just one of the examples of. An entire group of, of self-testing tools and diagnostic tools that are designed to keep you healthy and keep so you it's on track like
0: an alert that says, hey, we detected something. Wow. Yeah, it's the
1: same way. The same way that the EKG on your Apple Watch will tell you that it says says where you're not necessarily having a heart attack, but you might want to go see a doctor, which of course means you are having a heart attack. Yep. Um, But yeah, so this two lead uh, uh, test on on your Apple Watch, it's not a professional test like you get in a doctor's office. It's a test that'll give you a sense that, you know, you're you might need to go see a doctor. There are plenty of things. There's a thing called a uh, viral warn, which was a little, looked like a breathalyzer. It also took a an expendable cartridge. You blew in it and it won't tell you what virus you have. It will simply say you have a virus, go see a doctor. So at some point I'm assuming for insurance purposes or whatever, they will tell you what's wrong. You scan same thing here. They're going to tell you that there's some anomalies inside uh, the f- over 3000 metabolites that they can, test from your urine. And I just think it's, it's really, really interesting. Remember Dr. McCoy's um, tricorder, medical tricorder in Star Trek. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, so there's a company that's been around a long time called Medwand. Honestly, Seth, that's what it is. Like this is the great grandfather of Dr. McCoy's tricorder. It does like 20 tests and it's just, to me, it's like, these are amazing. And Let's face it. We just crossed the 8 billion mark in human beings or they now they have a pretty decent sense of when that will be that mark will be crossed. If every human being that wanted to become a doctor became one there wouldn't be enough doctors too many people. So the, uh, the ability to diagnose early or to diagnose uh, in a remote location where there aren't as many doctors or there isn't a doctor. I just think this is fantastic. So, yeah, that was at CES. The the while I had I've seen Medwan for years and Amron the people that do your uh, blood pressure and cardiac care. I've seen all that before and they're just continuously improving and getting better and better and better. Uscan was really fascinating to me. Uh, a completely different zone. Sony was showing off unbelievable unbelievable production technology. Uh, you know that um mando the mandalorian is shot in an environment called the volume and we've talked uh-huh. about that before uh-huh. the volume is a uh, like a 15 foot high uh, led amphitheater basically they create all of the scenes in real time the actors are on a set in the middle of the volume and the actors believe they are where they are it's not green screen it's shot with um a very sophisticated camera system that does motion capture, and uh, well, it's not even motion capture. Actually, it handles the parallax, and it handles um, the, the uh, camera position computationally so that parallax is corrected. You think you are where they they're putting you. The background is built that way. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of amazing. So, Sony was showing off a severin, i I'm sorry, a seven camera volumetric um scanner that you could use very much the way they use the volume you could be in the middle of this thing and they were putting people instantly into virtual worlds
0: Mm.
1: it was really cool they don't have a price on it or a ship date the other thing they had there that blew my mind speaking of motion uh capture you know when you normally do motion capture for animation from modern day movie or production you're going to be wearing a an ultimate green bodysuit or a non-repo blue bodysuit with little dots at the joints all right. over it right and then the computer's gonna analyze all I watched that
0: I watch the uh, making of she-hulk i saw all that stuff
1: yeah, yeah. exactly exactly right and they're yeah. probably in a green screen or a, a blue screen environment when they do it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so and it requires all kinds of tech right i mean it's just that's about as futuristic as our film world gets So Sony put out this thing. It's already out in Japan. It'll be coming out in the United States this year. They call it Mocopi, M-O-C-O-P-I. And there are six sensors, one for each wrist, one for each ankle, one that goes in the small of your back, and one that goes a little band. They're little plastic bands goes around your head. You take an Xperia Android phone from Sony and you run an app. And while you're shooting, this thing turns you in real time into like a little Japanese anime character, any one of your choosing that you can nice. build yourself,
0: kind of like Lenza.
1: Yeah, but it's way better. It's it's way different than that. And that this is capturing, this is motion capture, so it doesn't sure, sure. it doesn't care what the animated character is. So mm-hmm. there's two ways that they were showing it being used. First way was the the silly way, which is YouTube creators and TikTok creators and reels or what have you, or Instagram stories creators could create animated characters and then dance around and, you know, that's great. But the other thing that was so cool, if you've ever done any professional production, say you're trying to crash a car through a window in a bar or something, or you're trying to do some really difficult scene, you have to block the actors, you have to do the production design. Cars are expensive, you're not going to rehearse this thing, you know, you're going to shoot it once, maybe twice, mostly once. One human being can put these sensors on, you can go ahead and shoot that person um layer them in unreal engine like five six ten twenty fifty times they could play every extra and every principle then you can change the lighting in unreal engine and do the whole thing as pre-visualization for any shot you'd ever make in a real production it was so Hmm. cool like i know the fun part is like for 500 bucks retail everyone's going to do the animation thing but when you think about like throwing this into unreal engine and doing pre-production like i have spent so many hours on uh, with film crews and production designers working on very specific shots like and just going through safety and going through like how many cameras are going to get wrecked you know it after gopro cameras and 4k were made after they made a certain number of sony mirrorless cameras and canon um digital cameras that were under ten thousand dollars you know you have a fifty, seventy, thousand dollar car you've got nine other cameras running you've got your principals uh on set and extras you could sacrifice one or two cameras inside the car but you don't want to you, safety is always an issue and so that, i just think this was amazing so sony mocopi got my attention there was something else that got my attention made me laugh um cuz i i said to you the partnerships were the story of ces mm-hmm, a company called rolo r o l l o and what they do is shipping and you say, well, that doesn't yeah, sound I a saw a
0: commercial funny. for them.
1: So these guys made deals with the post office and FedEx and UPS and whatever else. You don't need a contract. You get their app and you just say, I want to ship something. Here's the funny part. It's like 70% off of the post office fee and you know, big discounts on the UPS and whatever. Uh, and, and on um, FedEx, because they made they have so many things they ship that they were able to make these deals. They got my attention because I walked by this truck they had inside, big purple truck. And um, (laughs) there's just a single sentence written on the side of the truck. There's a little Rolo logo. And then it said, not owned by Jeff Bezos. (laughs) 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 Just like, whoa, what's this that's not owned by Jeff Bezos? It's like, yeah, (laughs) these guys sort of like making it possible for small businesses to ship at a low price. And I just thought that was really, they do what they do best. They make software and they make deals and you get to do what you do best, which is do your thing and ship it. I just thought it was like a wonderful microcosmic view of all of what CES was about. Uh, two pieces of tech, two pieces of kit that got my attention. Just quick honorable mentions. Um, yoga Book 9i from Lenovo. Now, you know, yoga PCs have been a thing for quite a few years. This one is super cool. Uh, it's two 13.3 inch OLED screens that you can either put side by side or stack over under. They're magnetic and Bluetooth. You can get a little yeah. keyboard for it. it's under two grand. It's it's the most it's just the most flexible PC I've ever seen, and I was like, yeah, this is going to work. This is really taking it to to the next level. So I get to give some uh, honorable mention to Lenovo Yoga, Yoga Book 9i. It'll be out later this year uh, for they say under two thousand bucks. And then years ago there was a thing called the Happy Fork, and I know that sounds a little weird, but a company called verily makes cutlery
0: not as weird as the sensor in your toilet so well
1: no verily is really i think amazing for people with parkinson's or people who have autonomic uh, issues or have limited capacity uh, for fine motor skills they basically had a gyroscopic um, handle that that stabilized automatically stabilized so someone who had parkinson's could could eat you know, get the spoon in their mouth, get the fork in their mouth, be able to cut. And a couple companies came out with, with this technology. So uh, that's been around for a while, but this year, L'Oreal uh, under the Lancome brand uh, created and uh, offered up a thing called HAPTA H-A-P-T-A. And best way that I could describe it is an assistive uh, or an assistive lipstick applicator. You have this magnetic uh, lipstick uh, it goes in the where the lipstick goes You can put any lipstick on there you want little magnetic holder. And then this handle and the handle stabilizes uh, It controls rotation up to 360 degrees and it's got 180 degrees of, of flexion so even if you don't have the fine motor skills to put on a lipstick, you, you just have to get it close and it's going to allow you to put lipstick on, I think millions of people are going to be helped by this. This is one of these just wonderful things that gives agency to people who who don't have the capacity or the fine motor skills, and that could be for any number of medical reasons or or clinical reasons. But this is really something that that made me smile, and and it's going to be something between one hundred and fifty and two hundred bucks. They got a few more kinks to to work out before they put it on the market, but they were demonstrating it, and I got to tell you, Seth, when you see stuff like this, you know. We it gets had you
0: excited. It gets you motivated. That's why I think the fact that it's the first of the first week of the year is amazing.
1: You know, there was there was a when Alexa voice services came out, Kohler and Moen immediately jumped on it, the two big faucet companies. You think of them as, you know, bathroom fixtures and faucets. And they they made voice controlled showers and they made toilets that would flush on voice command. And everybody wanted to make fun of them. They they just did. And I tell you what. I had my bicep surgery earlier sure. this year. I see where you're going. Yeah. There was no way in the world I could use my right arm to do anything, and I'm a I'm right-handed. Yeah, oh, yeah. So flushing the toilet, I was able to do, but for the first couple of days after surgery, I stand to sling. go I to your like, other side. Yeah, right. I, I, the 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 ability to turn on the faucet just to, and say, "Please, water, hot water at 140 degrees." gave me some dignity didn't have to say didn't have to call yeah, my wife you say, need
0: 140 degrees for
1: just you know to bathe was like, hey honey you know, there's a shower just turn the shower on right so it's like hey honey come in here and help me do this like i do not have to do that i could do it myself and that that dignity and that agency that companies like kohler and moen and here l'oreal giving to people i gotta say that is the highest best use of technology is to take people who and 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 give them the capacity to do things they cannot do for themselves spectacular i was absolutely blown away and look oh, it was like great, great to be trip. back it was it was you know it was great to be back uh, it wasn't the biggest ces ever it wasn't the most exciting ces ever but everything's continuously improved and everything is like on track to give us oh uh, you know the cliche better world through technology it was re- it was really all there so yeah it's in the history books now we're looking forward to an amazing 2023 there's plenty of stuff at ShellyPalmer.com about what we saw, but but those are my favorites. And uh oh, it's cool. Next year, Seth, you and I got to go out there together. We'll do text stream. Yeah, we'll do Steve a guest. live text stream there. That would
0: be yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, it sounds great. Um, Before we wrap things up, uh, I just want to gush a little bit about our, uh, our our place of employment. We both uh, teach at the uh, Newhouse School at Syracuse University. True enough. Uh, this week was a shocking week in the sports world. Uh, sports was overtaken with emotion uh when demar hamlin a safety for the buffalo bills uh collapsed on the on the field uh the two tech stream uh themes to it is number one twitter was the place to get information i'm sorry not instagram not facebook not tiktok twitter and for all the people who want to talk about how twitter is a, a pile of garbage right now I found two Cincinnati reporters that were on the field in the trenches, knew exactly what was going on, and we were getting real-time updates on Twitter, not television. Fantastic night for Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, that, And then uh, it turns out uh, one of the people who saved DeMar Hamlin's life because he was a trainer on the field recognized what was wrong immediately and immediately went into life-saving methods is a gentleman by the name of Denny Kellington. He's a Buffalo Bills trainer. He is a longtime Syracuse trainer. We train him right there. That's all I want to say. If, if you're going to have a personal hero, let him be orange. That's what I'd like to say. Fantastic. As an alum, I was so proud to hear that news. And again, I found it on Twitter because immediately the doctors credited him with saving this guy's life. He, he would have died on the field yeah. and he was saved by this guy. And then to see all the Syracuse Twitter accounts, <laughs> gushing about it. I said, that's fun. And I, I'm telling you, I had a blast on that platform this week there because it's a happy ending.
1: It was a very happy ending, a topic for another day, Seth, what the impact of an injury like this has on the game of football. I think it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how the players react and how the fans react long-term, but for now, Uh, you know, best wishes for a super speedy recovery to DeMar Hamlin. I know he's doing better every single day. And he FaceTimed his team. I thought, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Very
0: cool and very happy for him. And um, if I can uh, plug another podcast, Uh, I had a whole sports with friends recorded uh, on the NFL's deal with YouTube. I had a sports media professor from Columbia come on the show and we were all set to go. And then the incident Monday night that happens with Damar Hamlin, and I realized as I'm watching all of this that a good friend of mine is the statistician slash spotter for Troy Aikman. Wow! So Troy Aikman's in the booth. This guy's standing right next to him. He <laughs> had access to all the cameras that were not being shown on TV, and gave an eyewitness report. If you can. Uh, listen to last week's Sports with Friends podcast. Uh, it was remarkable to hear just how intricate the coverage was, and the decisions behind the coverage. Oh my god, it's a masterclass in what to do in journalism. It was it was fantastic. So yeah, if, if I can plug that. As for TechStream, we'll be back. We will not be talking about CES, and we will be talking about EVs and ChatGPT and all the great things. And, yeah, Elon Musk will come back to the show. We'll (laughs) talk to you. We'll talk to you then.